0: Friends, and welcome to season four of Mimosas with My Besties. Yay! Well, Yay!
1: Oh, premiere, premiere, premiere. Woo, woo,
0: woo. We are so excited to be starting our fourth season with all of you. I am Erin, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. Here at Mimosas with My Besties, I shoot the shit with my best friends over drinks during brunch. We check in with one another, reminisce, talk about our general tomfoolery, and speak from the heart. Our overall goal is to laugh, inspire one another, and leave each chat with a warm heart, and we truly hope that you do so as well. Now, with all that said, let's meet my co-host.
1: Hey, everyone. My
0: name is Siobhan. My pronouns are she, her. Um,
1: yeah, I feel as if I haven't done this in a while, so I'm going to have to learn how to pick up the bike all over again, friends. Um <laughs> This is
0: is unsure of the fun fact.
1: Right. So
0: yeah, no. Uh give me a second. I'll get back to you. How about you, hun? All right. Uh, like I said, my name is Aaron. My pronouns are they and she. Uh, and a fun fact about myself, let's see. So I have the I have a really good I have really good intuition. And I have Mm -hmm. like the uncanny ability when I am in the information gathering stage, whether that's when I'm trying to date somebody or trying to figure out how to fix the situation or I'm problem solving. I can figure out what questions need to be asked in the moment to figure like I don't know. I can tell when somebody's like I'm not a lie detector, but I can tell when somebody's lying or something or like in the information gathering stage when I need to figure out something and problem solve. I have a pretty uncanny ability to figure out how to ask the right questions to elicit the answers that I need, especially when in a situation, if it's with another human being, uh, they're not being totally um, upfront with wanting to communicate the information that I need to either move forward with a situation or or not. So, I think that's a fun fact. It is. You have your spider senses tingle. There's, a, f- disturbance the forest, There's a
1: disturbance in the force. There's a
0: disturbance in the force. My spidey senses go. Brrr, the little little hairs on my arm go. I'm gonna stand up. Mm-hmm. Something something's afoot here. Mm-hmm. Um, um. Do do you have you figured out your fun fact?
1: Yes. Um, okay. Fun facts, not necessarily so fun. Uh, I do not have the uh, art of closing out a conversation that I no longer want to continue successfully. (laughs) I allow it to go for an extended period of time. And I learn a lot about people, which is great. I know that this is something I can talk about I have the gift of gab and I can talk to almost any about almost anybody about almost anything. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. However, there are times in which I feel as if I have my own self-imposed quota of words and I don't want to use them in the conversation, (laughs) but I don't know how to stop. And then I feel like, all right, well then that's just it for the day. I don't feel like I need to say anything else. Um, Yeah. He uh, instance yesterday at work. Was with a coworker that I might see maybe one to two times a year, like on purpose, we might go in passing, but it's not necessarily like a active awareness. Uh, And I was able to gather a lot of information in that mm-hmm. maybe close to 30 minutes of conversation. Um, 30 minutes. And- yeah, it was it was a thing. And I finally decided because my legs were locking... My knees were knocking up because I was standing. You know how you like switch? You kind of sway. I'm you a sway. mover. Yeah, like when I stand switch still, weight. I kind of like sway. And I'll... Yeah, I'll switch weight on legs. But I do kind of sway often. And um, I got tired of it. So I was like, hey, it was great talking to you. Talk to you later, okay? Oh, yeah, it was great talking to you too. And then I promptly moved my medium legs out of the situation, but it took me the 30 minutes to build up the courage. Cause I tried it at like 15 minutes and then they pulled me in with like puppy and dog stories. And then of course I fell back down in there. Um, and then it was a slippery slope after that. Cause then we started talking about pets and things and then you reengaged me and now I'm all in it. And then it's like, Oh, I forgot. I didn't want to be here anymore. So then I pulled back. It wasn't that it wasn't the person. It was just overall, I was in a mood and it was like, yeah, I only have a hundred thousand words today. I don't want to give 40,000 to you, you know? Yeah.
0: You so only, just... yeah. You want have so much energy to Right. to share to expel on something yeah it, and now you're like, oh like 15 minutes ago I I needed this extra 15 minutes of energy right. and I've lost it. yeah, that's a common thing I've I actually talked to my neighbor about that funny enough like the same day that I talked to you about it the other day um because one of our other neighbors came around and she's just an older woman who obviously just wants to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um and she just had an injury, so she's at the bottom of my driveway, yes. like slowly moving closer to us. Yeah. Um, but like I'm about to leave, and my neighbor's about to just move out of his, like, leave his yard. Um, and we're trying to be nice and have the conversation, but I have told people, and I very much mean this. Um, I have built the skill to exit conversations. In a way that doesn't make the other p- person feel, in, in my opinion, I at least hope so. Like nobody's come and said, like, "Oh, I don't talk to Aaron anymore because that because right. that bitch like you just, just leaves off the. I just, she just like leaves conversations <laughs> because straight up, his neighbors, my neighbor's wife, just walked away. She yeah. saw a second where the neighbor took a breath and was right. like looked around like and like looked at her watch and then just right. walked away. Like you can do that in group settings because then you just leave other people in the trenches to like yes. take the hits, With the um, grenades. and was like, oh well, other people like I can just leave and like part- like look at my oh the the time, you- that's not how you do it respectfully. So like like I haven't been told that like you Aaron leaves conversations rudely, but I feel like I have the <laughs> skill set to make other people feel heard and uh, validated because that's really what people want out of conversations Mm -hmm. that like they feel heard and -hmm. validated in the words that they are saying and Mm -hmm. like valued. Um, and then also respect the time of other people Now other people don't give a shit and they'll just talk and like spray all their energy and like, like vampire energy vampires and just suck the energy from you. And then just spray all this like trauma dumping, like people do that too, but, for the mm-hmm. most part, people are just trying to engage in a conversation and feel heard and validated. Mm-hmm. Um, and when in their lives they don't feel that a lot, once they, especially with you, you like yes. lock into people. And yes. when they feel that, they're like, I just want to talk to you more. Especially yes. when they're not getting that from anybody else. So yes. my suggestions for people, and yes. I am not now. I'm not a communications major. I did not know go to college for mental health counseling. I did not go to college for like. I don't have certificates, and this is how you exit <laughs> conversations. Um, this is not the school of Aaron's telling you how to be a professional getter outer of conversations. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. What I'm saying is this is how I do it. But I would like to say I have been told I am a very charming person, so mm-hmm. maybe it does a little a level of charm that goes to this mm-hmm. that you innately have.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so if you try this and it fails, it is not my fault. Do not come back to me and say, I tried what Aaron said and it fell terribly. And now my best friend is not my best friend anymore. Disclaimer acknowledge. Disclaimer. um, Do this at your own risk. Uh, Siobhan and Aaron of Mimosas with My Besties Incorporated um, are not responsible for any harm done to relationships or yourself or the person based on this. Suggestion on how to exit conversations that are difficult.
1: Yes, the views and opinions shared and- with my best, with my besties are those solely solely of the host and
0: co-host of the host and the, of the co-host and the host. Yes, um, and stuff that has worked for us. Um, yes. take take or leave what we say, mm-hmm. but so I digress. Um, what I do is not only do I start physically distancing myself. (laughs) So I take a couple steps back depending on where they're located Mm -hmm. Um, while I'm talking. So it's not like they're talking and I'm stepping backwards, but it's Mm -hmm. like, while I'm talking, so, you know, they're engaged with what I'm doing. I'm also like, or I'm putting a bag on like, it looks like I'm gathering stuff to exit because most people, most people, not all people will start picking up social cues. Like, Oh, they're gathering up their stuff. They're stepping towards it. If there's a door, that's the exit. <laughs> start stepping towards that fucking exit, you know, get up out of your chair, push the chair in, um, start hinting in your sentence, like say in a sentence, Hey, I have about five minutes left. I just want to let you know, cause we're having a great conversation. I have a couple minutes left, uh, before I have to go, but I want to make sure we finish up our conversation that's before I go. Like, start planting that you have a time. You want to put a, uh, like a a hard stop on something, you know, or if you know, a neighbor is starting to talk to you and you know, they can talk to you for a while, just be like, Hey, I have about 10 minutes to chat before I have to go. So even before you start talking, you have a hard stop. Mm. So in the middle of a conversation, which I, it, it can be rude to like, look at your watch while somebody is talking. Um, so if you can do it slickly, that's great. <laughs> or if there's a watch, a, a clock behind them. Great. But like, I, I tend to like look down if I'm just, Hey, I'm just checking the time, making sure that I like keep on track of when I got to bounce. Um, most that's people good. will respect that. And if they're not try to avoid talking to them, motherfucker, <laughs> um, because no, we they're we not respecting your time stuff. in the first place, but you know, So what I did with the neighbor was we were saying, I hope you, you know, you feel better. Um, I gotta, we gotta get going. Um, but if you need anything, let us know. So I start planting what we're saying because I knew she was going to talk for another five minutes, Mm. um, past what we were going to say. Mm. Um, and so she just kept talking. Um, and then I said, Hey, really gotta go. I'm so sorry. Let me know if you need anything. And started stepping backwards and then she went in the other direction And she goes, well, just so you know, I picked up some garbage off your, your, your lawn that I saw. And I said, thank you so much. And I'm like moving backwards, waving my hand (laughs) further and further. Like, (laughs) thank you so much. Really appreciate you doing that. Don't feel like you have to let me know. And she's like, no problem. And like, we're screaming because I'm keeping the distance, you know? Mm, So again, the the best way to like exit um, conversations, if you know, you don't have the time or energy, is to right. set that, that shit up in the beginning. Hey, I got 10 minutes. Hey, I got five minutes. Um, and if you don't, then in the middle of, if you feel a breath, someone take a breath, like use that breath. Hey, I got about five minutes left, but I want to make sure we finish up our conversation. And then sometimes people will be like, cool, I'm done. Or literally use that last five minutes.
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> I feel as if I have to think about it because as yeah. you were saying certain things, I realized black culture wise, I have, started to incorporate um the oh, yeah. one of the key I'm... terms so hey so I'm gonna let you go like yes. I was the one keeping you um that's certainly mm-hmm. been great it's been done to me many a time and it's like oh I get it and I'm just gonna pick up what you laid down and we're both gonna depart amicably um maybe that's my I, I picked up hey I'm gonna let you go yeah or let me Cause... say it could be everybody's culture but, but yeah. I have specifically seen it Numerous times and experienced it, experienced it numerous times within the black culture with black people, especially um the next generation or up, they will hit you smooth with, hey, so this has been great. I'm gonna let you go. Um, I have a few friends who share their
0: other tactics, but it's just more so like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of over it. Um, and let me but- specify my tactics are based on me being a white, non-binary human Mm -hmm. That is perceived as a feminine person. Mm -hmm. So obviously that plays a role in my uh, societal interactions with people. So
1: yeah, Yeah, I know that
0: plays a role in how I can exit conversations.
1: Yeah, and obviously it's going to be different in a professional setting versus a a familial setting. And it's like, okay, we've talked for X amount of time, so and so. Um, But yeah, as it relates to this one, I absolutely... I mean, we had the brief conversation. We did what we need to do for that minor exchange as it relates to work. And then it was my fault because someone was saying something like, oh, the conversation went along the lines of recent procedures received and um, talking about hospitals. And then me not knowing when to just be quiet and say, "Mm mm-hmm, and say, all right, now let you go. No, I keep this thing going. And then I realized now I'm wrapped up in the tornado. Yeah. I can't necessarily see my way out because now I'm standing in front of your cubicle. I could have absolutely left, but I started this conversation or I allowed this conversation to continue. And now we're hopping on from that topic to family topics, to where we were, to where you were, to where you'd like to go, to where you'd like to be, to what you did before, to family, to then children, to then pets, to then, you know what? I think I'm actually going to go. It's been great. Yeah, you can, we've come, especially if you initiated it. Yeah. yeah. We've come, we've seen, we've conquered. I didn't necessarily initiate it, but I allowed it to go on. And it's like, <laughs> all right, I, I see what I did there. I see what I did there. And I can I always see it. it when I'm into this. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's time to go. How do I get out of here? So then I'm thinking, I'm having the internal dialogue. Um, like, you know what? This is this is it. Um, so I didn't have the opportunity. I I could have absolutely stepped away. Um, I'm taking these pointers and tips and I will use those accordingly as we move forward because, um, yeah, it was, it was something. And, um, (laughs) as I said, I had felt like I reached my verbal or reached my verbal quota with people I don't normally speak with. Um, not that the person wasn't pleasant, not that the person wasn't, you know, engaging to talk with like it would have been great some other time but yeah not not that Mm. time
0: you gotta be honest with like your energy level with people and like your ability to engage and i mean times are tough right now and you only have so much energy to expel because we're literally living through a pandemic so everybody's in like trauma mode all the time trying to just it's long-term like trauma survival And so everybody's got this low level of some sort of stress and anxiety consistently on top of whatever low level of stress and anxiety people had already. So Mm -hmm. I think everybody kind of understands on a level, especially, you know, compassionate people. (laughs) So, you know. One would hope. One would hope. Um, And even in moments when people are illustrating behaviors that are outside of compassionate behavior.
1: That's good. That's good
0: thank you therapy um i can most of the times be compassionate towards the fact in the trauma informed work i've done that again i'm interacting with their personal trauma their familial trauma and their ancestral trauma Mm -hmm. so i can attempt to give them grace for the interaction that they're having with me in this moment especially if that's outside of the behavior that they normally illustrate with me right Um, but that does not keep people from being held accountable for the behavior that is right. the key, that is key to when you're talking about being trauma informed with your interaction with people. Does it just because I'm being compassionate for what you've gone through, your family's gone through and what like ancestrally, mm-hmm. generationally has come down, mm-hmm. um does it mean that just cuz you understand why someone is treating you a certain way, does it mean that you can't hold them accountable for how they're treating you? Right. Um that is the that is something that I've had to learn or like especially interacting with members of the community or students it's. I want to make sure I'm holding them accountable for growth and mm-hmm. their assignments, but also being compassionate towards how can I help them. Right, the human factor for, of that, for that for that for those expectations. Right. Um, but there's ways to do that that are trauma informed. Right. Um, yeah, so that's that's the that's the key there and that's each person's personally how you do that. That's why you go to therapy, that's why you talk about it. Shout
1: that, out to all the therapists. I'm sorry shout to, to the therapists. Shout out to all the therapists and people who are in a uh giving support. therapy support yeah. position or role. Um generally on a professional level. Um, but even if you're on like a friendship, compassionate level, um, kudos to you too.
0: But that's why you also get like, that's why I feel like teachers, social workers, mm-hmm. therapists, anybody that works in the community and supports anybody that supports anybody. Cause everybody's got trauma familiarly and ancestrally, yes. especially marginalized communities yes. and people of color. Um, yeah. everybody should get trauma informed training in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, That's, that's also going to change just how you personally interact in the world, but professionally it's key. Mm -hmm. Um, We will all, we would be a better place in terms of our interaction with each other. If every single person had a trauma informed training, I could tell you that right now and took it to heart and, and you know what? Yes. And took it to heart and applied what they learned to what Mm -hmm. they are doing in their personal and professional life. Cause it totally changed how I personally work sorry, professionally work and then also how I interacted with friends and family and mm-hmm. myself.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, and myself.
0: But mm-hmm. yeah. So I don't sorry. I could talk about that all day. No, mm. but it just it also goes into
1: if uh our listeners haven't picked up on it, you are great at establishing your boundaries and mm. being strong in that boundary. Uh where many people don't have that same capability. Uh, some people and the people that do have that capability can also come off as brusque or rude. And so mm-hmm. uh, it makes others feel uncomfortable and mm-hmm. or might rub them wrong. But I don't think I've ever been in an experience with you where it felt like, oh, my gosh, you just like brushed me off. And I don't I feel uncomfortable now. I don't mm-hmm. I've never had that from you. And even seeing you interact and do that with others, I don't think. Like you said before, that charm factor comes into play where it's like, oh, wow, that was so great and pleasant. Let's just move on about our day. And you just, you know, pick up your basket and go gathering up, you know, nuggets of wisdom as you go. Um, but yeah. Thank that, you. Of course. Um, I, I will have to take some of those nuggets with me. So I'll, I'll let you know the next time I get got um, how I move forward <laughs> I get got. in that uh, situation because it, it happens. It happens. Sometimes you mentally prepare yourself, but if you're already going into a space semi depleted and it's like, all right, we're going to have to pull from the the depth today. uh, Somebody catches you off guard. You gotta be on your toes. Gotta be fast. Gotta
0: be fast. I'm going (laughs) to use these tools to get me there. So thank you, hon. No, thank you. And thank you for saying such kind things. It can be really tough to still, um, to establish boundaries and to keep them too and keep them in a way that is compassionate, and kind for other people. But there are times when like I throw compassion and like kindness to the wind when someone is not <laughs> like respecting my boundaries. And I'm yeah. like, this is a hard boundary. I don't care how you're taking it right now because mm-hmm. this is about my boundaries and my right. health mentally right. and physically. Um, So that's not, I, it, I'm sorry. You know, I'm not sorry, but it's just, that's how it is. Um, mm-hmm. You deal with what you got to deal with based on your perception and receiving of my boundaries. Right. Therapy is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish but you the like, best. I wish you the best because I was so worried for a long time, worrying about how people were perceiving my boundaries. That's mm. literally not my business. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I still very much try my best to be compassionate, and kind when establishing boundaries and yes. expectations. Uh, but if it gets to a, first of all, if it gets to a point where it's a problem, you are no longer in my life mm-hmm Bye bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, especially now, don't I don't have the energy. Don't have the energy. Who does? Who mm-hmm. does? I've <laughs> been oh, watching. Yeah. Um. No. Nobody, nobody does. Um. But thank you. I received that feedback. It's very lovely. Um. Because I work. I work hard. Are you, you make it, Danny? Look great. Are you good? You good, Danny? You make
1: it look great. She's had a hard day.
0: She has, Danny has had, my cat, Danny has had such a hard day because it is 90 degrees outside and humid. And she, so I have a three seasons room, which is an enclosed porch. And she is called her outside time. Cause she is not an outside cat inside, outside cat. Um, but that is her quote unquote outside time. And, you know, I do know cats like it warm. Yes. I'm talking about you. I see you looking at me through the back mm-hmm. of the camera. Um, but it is humid out there and she still wanted outside time today and i'm like okay i'm following your lead i made sure water was out there but i do not keep that door so like in the spring and part of the fall i can keep that door open because the Mm -hmm. inside and outside air can match because the heat and the air conditioning. that's fine but um she figured out how to basically open. like i didn't close the door all the way apparently she like got the door open so all of a sudden i'm in my office feeling humid air And I'm like, why hasn't the air conditioner turned off? It's working freaking overtime. And I'm like, we can't play this game. So I like close her in. I was like, let me know when you want to come in, because please don't like have a heat stroke out there, right? Right. Because I'm not gonna be that pet parent. Right. So she's been sassy today because I haven't let her out a lot. Because I just I want her to be safe. But apparently she let me know when she wants to come in. She could care 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 less. She can get super hot and be fine.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and I'm like okay dude but like I gotta go record this podcast so you're coming inside I like my winter coat in the sauna apparently but it's literally because it's enclosed. it's like a a greenhouse because it's got windows all around and I'm like Mm -hmm. we're not doing this Mm -hmm. um and I'm like you want to drink that hot water like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I put fresh water in there but still (laughs) it warms up with Mm -hmm. with how hot it is 90 like 90 95 degrees with, like what with, with the humidity so anyways I don't know room temperature i was literally about to say a word um that i know some people don't like <laughs> um i i used to not like it but then i don't moist so it feels moist um i don't know why people have problems with it a moist cake is wonderful
1: i've i've heard some things and i had to really I generally try and stay open-minded about this thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I only heard that people were uncomfortable with the term or only became familiar that people were uncomfortable with that word, maybe two or three years ago. Stop it. And it kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, well, what part of it? Like where, what context are we using this in? Like, where is it coming up in conversation? And then it just gives you like the chalk on, or the fingernails on the chalkboard feeling. Like I'm unfamiliar with this concept and notion and it's like, well, you know, it just makes some people feel uncomfortable, it's like, but we use it for a lot of different things. Like, what, what am I supposed to use? What is the synonym I am supposed to use? There's and really not. I, so I was like, damp? Like, is damp? What makes me think of like mildew? And <laughs> no. like, it just, I couldn't think of another word that I would use. Like, I'm not going to say, oh, this cake is really damp. Damn. Like, it's not, <laughs> that's not good. Why would wait one?
0: Alexa, what's a synonym for moist? Synonyms for moist meaning wet. Wetish, include muggy, watery, or rainy. Could you hear that? Okay. I heard some of it. So yeah, so wet. muggy, wait, rainy, and wet. So still, you don't want a rainy cake, you don't want a wet yes. cake. Like
1: Yeah. It's just a lot of different things that I'm unfamiliar with, mm-hmm. trying to figure out how do I plug it in. Um and I was just confused, but I acknowledge the fact that everybody has different levels of comfort with certain words. Maybe they were introduced to something and it made them uncomfortable and that word just triggers that level of being uncomfortable. And so I just leave it be. But uh, I use the word moist. I don't think I feel uncomfortable about it. Like I feel like I have to think too hard. Yeah. To And I if heard. I have to think that hard, it's not... A thing for me So,
0: are think. there any words that you hear and you're like that because people apparently when they hear the word moist which i'm i apologize to any listeners who <laughs> you have to put a trigger warning on him. um you know content <laughs> advisory that we say it like 15 times if it makes you like apparently some people say it makes their skin crawl or makes them feel like physically uncomfortable or makes their stomach flip like are there any words that just like make you un like literally uncomfortable. Um mm. like physical, like visceral reaction reactions.
1: No. Off the top of my head, I want to say no, because I would think if there is a
0: word such as that, it would instantly just pop up in my head. Aside now, from course- like name calling and shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, aside from derogatory terminology we're ignoring that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking yeah, about like just general
1: words. words. That might be, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't think so. There are certain words that I prefer to be intentional with using. So mm-hmm, I try mm-hmm. and be intentional with the word friend, um, because I have a different definition. So my definition isn't necessarily what you would consider or what I consider or define as like a kindergarten, you know, definition where it's like, excuse me, like pre K kindergarten days of our lives where now you're <laughs> friends with Sarah but you're not friends with Ashley anymore because okay, they like purple life. but you like pink. Like mm-hmm. I don't want I'm not your friend anymore. Like I don't want I don't want that as my mm-hmm. definition of friendship. And I feel that sometimes people use that. In an adult capacity for similar, not exactly the same thing, but for similar kind of tendencies. And so I try to be really intentional with the word friend. I have acquaintances. I have people that I hang out with, but they are not necessarily someone I might also call friend. We are friendly. We are cordial. um, But I try and be intentional with the word friend, um, and especially best friend. I find myself often when I'm talking about my. I'm trying to count how many people I call best friend, but <laughs> the the title or label best friend is really important to me. So when I'm talking about a friend, someone who doesn't know you, I'll say, oh, I have a best friend who does this. Oh, and I have another best friend who does that. Um... Because I want them to know, like, it's not just like a baseline friendship, like we have some skin in the game kind of thing. And we've been there for each other and or we would be there for each other should something happen. Going back to my whole when I first moved down here, I felt uh, uncomfortable making new friends because like, well, I can't make new friends because then I'm going to have to have a new best friend. And if my other best friends need me, then I can't go roll out because I have new best friends that I also have to... It was the whole mental thing. We had to sit down on the couch mm-hmm. with a the therapist. Mm-hmm. It's been great. But it was that level of importance to me when I give that title. So friend, best friend, that's really important to me. Um, but other random words that are interesting to me, like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious oh, or like oh, onomatopoeia, like a- chemi osmotic photophosphorylation, um, random things, botany. I can't remember the T.A.'s name, but I am, I, as of late have been not the greatest with names. Like generally it's like, oh, they had a name and it started with a letter, but lately I've just been pulling random names out the hat. Uh, so that might be the person's name. That might not be the person's name, but yeah, I remember that was the day that, uh, Dr. Botany professor wasn't there and we had, uh, T.A. teach and she was talking about it and it was like, huh, but all of, almost most of Botany just went, over my head it was interesting but that's me how about you hun
0: (laughs) um (laughs) i think i have four people that i call best friends Mm -hmm. jace you, ms Mm -hmm. m-es 3000 and amber
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and so it would be like from friend and then i call them a close friend and then like
1: I like that. If we get to
0: that level, we call best friends. So like, yeah, it's not like a hierarchy thing, but it's, it's just like a a, a distinction and an explanation and illustration of how close we are of our connection and relationship. Like, who are you in my support system? If it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm in the hospital or I need a ride or I'm bleeding out or like shit is going down, who, who is on my list? Who am I calling for support? You know, um, who do I know to say code red to, you know, who speaks Aaron, uh, that's a best friend, you know? Um, so it's not so much of like this hierarchical thing. It's just an explanation and a description of our relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't care about, I don't care any less about the people who aren't my best friend. It's not like I'm, you know, it's just like, yeah, basically. Yes. Um, but growth can happen, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm like Jace, zero to 60. Mm -hmm. And that happens. And like, now I can't imagine my life without them in it. Mm -hmm. And they have been crucial to my development within my identity, Mm -hmm. uh, my queer identity. And it's been incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I know I'm on, I'm on the same, I don't know. I was going to say plane. So like, what are we interdimensional? Um, yes, yes. Um, uh so yeah i have some favorite words epistemology is like i've always loved that i learned about that in grad school that's basically the uh it's a branch of philosophy concerned with knowledge hmm. like a scope of knowledge the um like rationality of belief and you know various other related issues Okay. Um, yeah I like epistemology or um, etymology so like the where a word comes from or the root of the word mm-hmm. um those those are always fun words to say for me. Yes. Um or since I was a kid cuz my parents were nurses and one of them was a OBGYN nurse for decades and taught me about hyperbilirubinemia. And so I was a child, like 8 years old, being like hyperbilirubinemia. I'd be like and you can fix that by um putting the baby under a billy light. So hyperbilirubinemia is when there's um, too much uh, bilirubin in the kid, in the kid's system. Um, and it makes them look jaundice. It makes them jaundice. So it makes them orange. And so in order to uh, make the bilirubin like, like go away, like the cells, like, um, I don't know, I'm not a scientist or, <laughs> or a doctor, but basically like to make the cells like absorb or whatever whatever happens to the cells, the billy light. It's basically a blue light and like the kids have to wear these awesome sunglasses so it doesn't damage their eyes. This this billy light, it like that's what makes them not jaundice anymore. But it's called hyperbilirubinemia the hyper amount of bilirubin and then anemia. So that was been a fun room since I was a child. I
1: feel um, like that was, sorry to cut you off, one of the fun facts you shared with me, because as you were sharing it, I knew exactly what you were talking about. I might not have known the name, but I knew, I was like, is that the jaundice
0: thing where you need the yeah, blue light? Yeah. That was the first thing that came up in my head when you said I, it. I think but like co- like conversations we had in college where other people were like, what's your favorite word or what's a a weird fact you know? And I, my go-to since I was eight years old was would to say hyperbilirubinemia. Um. System. Because everyone would be like, "What?" you know, right. I knew I could get people with that because I was, you know, I could be like, oh, I'm special, you know, mm-hmm. and smart, you know, smart, yeah. you know, take that, mm-hmm. take that too. Um, words I dislike, like, I don't know. Uh, I used to, I used to have a problem with moist just because other people had a problem with moist. Um, like a sympathetic. I yeah. Feel. Like a, mm-hmm. like I'm a, I'm a sympathetic crier, sympathetic mm-hmm. vomiter. Like- <laughs> I don't think I've had that. Um, oh, so I'm just like, but now I you know don't really have a problem with it other you know yeah. I can't think of regular words that I really have a problem with outside of like derogatory terms right uh names um i I really like flippant too that's flippant mm. that's a really good word to say
1: mm-hmm. um cantankerous
0: cantankerous oh good word, yeah, good word um this compliments that I liked, like when I like people to call me. So one of my favorite things to do, and I think it's a really awesome thing to do when you're like dating somebody or even to get to know somebody on a foundational level as a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, And this goes along, you know, for anybody, but it's especially within the queer community um, with like gender identity and, you know, who they are as a person. Some, a lot of um, compliments are kind of gendered. So what I like to do up front is to ask people what their favorite compliments are or what certain compliments they don't Mm. want to hear. Like I don't like to be called handsome, um, Mm. but I can be called a lot of other things, beautiful, gorgeous, good looking, smart, intelligent, um, eccentric, kind, um, soulful, uh, you know, compliments about like, other than my looks are great, but I also Mm. very much like, if you think I look good, like tell me that. Um, And that's completely vain of me and I understand that. But growing up as a person who a big person in this world who was told they were ugly a lot of the time, I totally take it that you can call me a fat and ugly person in the same or sorry, a fat and beautiful person in the same sentence because I was called fat and ugly my entire life. So I absolutely love when people say you are a big, beautiful person because Mm. I am both. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. You know, the only people who have problem with the word "fat" are people who are not fat, because it's mm-hmm. fat phobic. Because people are fat phobic. Fat is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You can be beautiful and fat. So if mm-hmm. people like, I love the compliment of being like, "You look stunning and beautiful," but also that you are intelligent, or you being kind, or you're compassionate, or you you made me feel so seen. Like that's a great compliment too. Mm-hmm. When you tell me how I made you feel, or you know, that's great too. Um, but that's I like great, to ask, like
1: getting to know you. Yeah.
0: I like to ask that up front. Cause especially if you're telling me you're non-binary, um, or you're trans mask or trans femme, I want to be especially, no, you know, aware mm-hmm. of like how I can help, um, reiterate and your foundation Let's within your, um, gender identity and mm-hmm. not kind of trigger anything else i don't want to call you handsome if you're Mm -hmm. a trans femme um and someone has called you handsome your entire life and that's not who you are i don't want to do that to you
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know so let me know so like i but i even asked that for you know cis heterosexual cisgender heterosexual people as well Mm -hmm. um because i want to know what is good for you to hear
1: yeah uh i don't know if it's fun fact but it is literally a fact in college i was in our science building, going down the steps and came across a older Caucasian man. And as we were going down the steps, you know, say hello, cordial or what have you. And said, "Gentleman," turned around and looked at me and said, you are so handsome. And I didn't know how to take that. I was like, so is that like a compliment? Like, I didn't feel like it was derogatory, but it's one of those things where, uh, somebody might be calling you all types of things under the sun, but the person doesn't get it just because they just don't understand it. And I was like, I Mm -hmm. don't understand. So when I went to student activities building and spoke to student activities director, I was like, so this guy just called me handsome. Is that like a thing? And they then informed me, no, if you're older, that was like a compliment back in the day. And even to this day, I literally just looked it up and it is supposed to be taken as like a compliment. Um, in showing uh respect as opposed to saying like you look hot or something like that because that would be a whole different level of uncomfortableness but um i was like to this day i still feel like a bit uncomfortable because i associate the term handsome with being Mm -hmm. masculine um and that's just societal i can't even call it norms because i'm sure back in the day that was a compliment and people understood that that was a compliment but Things change over
0: the words time. words change, meanings change. Mm-hmm. Um wor- words have power and words yes. have meaning and impact. Yes. Um in the same way that you can strip words of meaning, impact. Yes. Um you can also give power and meaning and impact to words. Yes. Um so that's why it matters what you say and how you say it. Yes. Um and so But words are also fluid and ever-changing. So like the word Mm -hmm. queer used to be a derogatory term towards Mm -hmm. anybody who is LGBTQ, Mm -hmm. um, but it was reclaimed by the LGBT community Mm -hmm. and now is used as an identity marker. Right. Um, You know what I mean? So again, words are fluid and ever-changing and language changes, um, but it can be difficult for people. Like there's still people within the LGBT community who refuse to use the word queer or be identified as so, and that is okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are an, we are not a monolith, right? You know? No marginalized identity is a monolith, you know. Yes. No identity. No. Identi- no I- yeah. Stereotypes say. No culture or identity is a monolith. Yes. Um. But yeah, some people handsome was gender neutral at one point, so yeah, it threw me for a loop. Yeah. My, uh. I don't know what I
1: was, late teens. We came into college at eighteen, right? Eighteen, yes. Babies we were. Um
0: children.
1: So it had to be either when I was eighteen or nineteen because that was the those were the big years that I was in um the student activities office as opposed to downstairs. Um
0: so yeah. Speaking of all activities see what i did there see what i did there tis tis the season we're getting great with our transitions i just want listeners to know we are 42 minutes in and this has been the most noticeable transition i feel
1: yeah i think we we've we've gotten better
0: and next time i'll i'll carry it
1: better so we can go into Speaking of things. uh, No, no, that
0: was, I, listen, we have to make one transition noticeable every episode. So So I like, (laughs) is that like a Quaker thing that, you know,
1: where they stitch everything perfectly and they intentionally make one mistake. Stop it. Is that true? uh, That I have a person who was raised in the Quaker belief. And that was what I was told.
0: (gasps) That's so nice. It
1: it's a Christian-based thing, but it was yeah. a, a, a a it is or was a thing nonetheless. At least to my understanding, if we have any Quaker listeners, please feel free to let me know otherwise. It's a compassionate, Beautiful. intentional, intentional,
0: yeah. compassionate act. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um. So yeah, fall, fall <laughs> time activity. <laughs> anyway, fall time <activity. laughs> fall activities. Um, where I am, fall hits. You know, really sometimes hot weather can just kick your kick your ass until mid-october honestly even though technically fall starts i think i'm trying to think when the fall equinox is and i'm not thinking of it in my brain right now september 22nd i knew it was the end of september um so so end of september Mm -hmm. um is the fall equinox so technically the fall starts at the end of september but there i used to keep my air conditioning air conditioner in until like beginning of November because what I will not have is overheating <laughs> while I sleep. And like now that I got central air, mm-hmm. that will stay on until it's until I don't need it. And then there's be an off period before I turn mm-hmm. the heat on. But either way it's sixty eight. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So um <laughs> sixty between sixty eight and sixty nine. Um <laughs> and then and then the heat only stays at sixty eight. It goes nowhere else. I will put stuff on. Um, but we know this yeah. about me. Um, so, yeah, fall activities. Do you have any favorite fall activities? I mean, we've done many a fall. We've done a lot of fall activities together. We
1: have participated in our fall activities a time or two. We even had, um, well, I don't know if you, I guess I just associate uh, our Halloween party insomniac event with, like, fall activities. That counts. it's the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yes, no, we've done many a thing. I would like to, COVID notwithstanding, kind of go back into the whole going to like the fall fairs and experiencing the fall things. Because as it is now, it's like, oh, let's go get a pumpkin or get somebody's apple cider donut. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would like to this year try somebody's apple cider wine. I feel like that hasn't been on my to-do list and I don't know why not. Um... And pumpkin spice is a big deal. So almost a lot of things as per the Trey Kennedy YouTube like fall kind of deal. But Mm -hmm. uh, pumpkin spice is definitely a big thing. But I try and keep pumpkin spice going all year long as Mm -hmm. per my uh, protein shakes. So shout out to Trader Joe's, hashtag not sponsored, um, (laughs) for my continual supply of pumpkin spice. I generally buy two things at a time. Um, that way I'm never out.
0: Listen, um, I have never dressed in like, no, I dress for the season. Like I dress for mm-hmm. the weather, but mm-hmm. I've never dressed like this is in season and this is like fall yeah, season colors and there's like summer colors. I wear what looks good on me and what makes me feel powerful and comfortable. Um, do I tend to sometimes wear like darker colors in the fall and lighter colors in the summer and spring? Yes, yeah, sometimes, mm-hmm. but I will still wear a hella good black outfit in the spring and summer. Like that's mm-hmm. just my go to color. Or the teals or the maroons and burgundies because mm-hmm. those are my colors. Um, but I also, you know, I don't stick I'm I I eat I drink mint flavors and eat mint flavors like all year round. It's not just mm-hmm. for you know, winter. Um so I'm not gonna keep my flavor profile as per uh, a season. I understand why some people do it gets you know it, it, it keeps it traditional and special and traditional and that's fine. You do you and what makes you feel powerful and happy. Um, I am not good with restricting myself from things. Mm-hmm. I like to do what brings me joy. And that's not so much restricting myself, but mm-hmm. I like to do what brings me joy at right. all times when possible. Cause I'm not guaranteed the next morning. I'm not guaranteed the next five minutes. You know mm-hmm. um, I want to make sure that at all times I can decrease pain you know, uncomfortableness, that's not so much going to teach like uncomfortableness in the fact that I'm not doing it to harm myself or others, but obviously stepping outside your comfort zone to learn and grow, that's completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, when I do not have to, um, I sure as heck am in on my couch with a fuzzy blanket and I am drinking some sort of coffee or cocoa with mint in it all year round.
1: Yeah, uh, shout out to our mutual best friend's wife who put me on to uh, peppermint schnapps with hot chocolate. I have peppermint schnapps from this past winter in the freezer just waiting for the fall. Because I do, that is a seasonal thing for me. I'm not pulling out peppermint schnapps in the summer. Although, if someone introduced me to a beverage recipe with peppermint in it
0: that's not a mojito, I'd be down. Can we talk about how I used to now we didn't party a lot. Okay. So I always have difficult people's definition of partying (laughs) a lot in college. I don't under, cause there were people who partied more than us. This is the thing. Oh yes. Like we had, we did not go out every weekend. We didn't go out starting on Thursday every day. Like may every week we did something, whether it was at somebody's house or like Mm -hmm. to like when we turned 21 to a bar, but we yes. also were not spending buku bucks like because we didn't at, have buku we, bucks. we didn't. So we were maybe at you know M ES3000's house or like your location. We were somewhere drinking, mm-hmm. enjoying ourselves. Maybe a hookah when there's, I remember hookahing at some point. I don't know. I wasn't, I don't remember. You weren't, that wasn't you, yeah, it was someone else. But Did it's a, it was a thing, it was up? a big thing. No, you're not making it up, it was a big thing. Still is, though. <gasps> Who the fuck was it with? Anyways, um, <laughs> I just want to disclaimer that. So it was not... We were not heavy partiers. Right. Shout out I, to SoCo and Lime, though. Shout out to SoCo and Lime, though. Dang it. I do remember, though, going around with the chocolate syrup with the um, uh, mint uh schnapps and... People were coming around and mm-hmm. kneeling in front of me and I was putting the chocolate schnapps in their mouth and then the the mint schnapps and then having them swish it really? around and they were doing shots like that. So what what was that called? The peppermint It was called patty? the peppermint patty New or York? the dirty girl scout or something like that, if I remember correctly, or the dirty uh oh. uh thin mint or something. Um but anyways, oh. mint and chocolate was great, but like that was the quote unquote yes. like most um not bizarre, but like party, like party activity that I did. Um, mm. Yeah. So, anyways, those are great. Little chocolate syrup and some peppermint schnapps tastes like tastes Sounds like, like a York peppermint patty, but it's alcoholic. Um,
1: Sounds like fun. So
0: let's so fall activities, which I don't think we even yeah. talked about. Pumpkin, you know, pumpkin, no, sunflowers, right? Everything else. Right. Everything else. <laughs> That's fine. That's just May. us. Um, right, we do yeah. like getting the hay rides in and the picking of the pumpkins is one of my favorite things. And the sunflower, um, picking sunflowers, sunflowers are my favorite flower, but, um, I do like, uh, you know, we did that last year and mm-hmm. safely. And, mm-hmm. um, that pumpkin lasted forever. It did. I didn't throw it
1: out until the beginning of this year. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I didn't carve and it. It starting to.
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't
1: carve it either. It was just sitting there. So then it was frozen. I figured, well, it'll be fine. <laughs> and then it started to kind of defrost and get like soft. I had like oh, I wonder how much longer you have. And I'll, then I like poked it and it kinda of moved. I was like, ah I think you're done. Yeah. You're
0: gone. Um But now to our um solidified segment finally. <laughs> it only took four chimes, chimes and wind chime, harp noises. Harp noises. You know what? Next episode, I'm going to have a harp noise for you. Um, glamping. What do we want to say about glamping? Yes.
1: Um, If we're not able to do like an actual glamping adventure this fall, I absolutely would like us to have something penned in yep, pending. for uh 2022. Absolutely. Um, It'd be great if we can go somewhere. Like, I really want to go like... I want like a Pinterest vibe kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So the one where, you know, you have like the log and you can read a book and sip on your beverage with the big fuzzy turtleneck and the big comfy um, uh, blanket or something like that. That would be such an amazing chill vibe.
0: Campfire Slash
1: and or an amazing bonfire because just a few days ago was uh national slash international S'mores day. And I'm trying to figure out who decided that that should be a summer day. Um, because who's out here doing bonfires everybody does bonfires in
0: 90 degree weather especially beach bonfires like it's a thing
1: but i feel like whenever i see beach bonfires and this is absolutely me being hollywood stereotypical i'm seeing people in like long sleeve shirts and shorts in the evening and if they were anywhere near here in these past this past week at all you would have passed out from heat exhaustion or heat stroke so
0: facts i'm just curious
1: to know what we were doing with more day in august like that should absolutely be somewhere between october to november
0: i was gonna say september to october
1: yeah i could do september um because by the time november hits it's actually really cold on purpose um yeah so shout out to glamping um we should definitely figure out a location uh like i said maybe not for this year but for definitely next year um Love to, also love to see the changes in color. That's the one thing I miss about school upstate um, because the colors were just amazing. It it happens obviously down here as well, but um, yes, certainly not as gorgeous. Still gorgeous, but like not as gorgeous. I don't have time to kind of like sit and appreciate it the same way I did when I was living on the mountain looking out over the uh the lands also land we should do a sea. winery no. in the fall yeah we should do a winery in the wineries
0: fall. in the fall are great absolutely yeah, I'm sure it's like um, but we'll plan
1: wedding season but
0: it is it is and winer i think I, I don't know it's not my f- <laughs> i'm only yeah, making I... guesses yeah um but again We'll plan offline um, like we always do. We get caught planning up on our podcasts. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that is on your mind or heart that you want to say before we close up uh, episode one of season four?
1: I feel like this would be the time to say glamping. But now that we have a dedicated glamping segment, I'm going to have to find something else. So what I would like to say is thank you to our listeners for standing with us or staying with us four seasons strong now Um, we really truly do appreciate you and we look forward to getting to know you and hearing any suggestions that you might want to hear that we will take into consideration and then move forward with accordingly Um, but we really do just appreciate you and allowing us to have a platform Um, so thank you
0: Absolutely. I co-sign that a hundred percent. So again, thank you for joining us for our podcast. Uh, we hope you laughed with us and in some way, shape or form, enjoyed yourself. Um, we invite you to submit topic suggestions, like Siobhan said, that we will use at our discretion. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you can find us on Instagram at mimosas underscore besties underscore podcasts on Twitter at mimosas underscore besties on Facebook. You can search us as mimosas with my besties podcast. And you can email us at mimosa besties podcast. That's one mimosa, mimosa besties podcast at gmail.com. We hope you have the best day you can have and stay hydrated. Bye. Toodles.